Hey, welcome back to the show. Sorry, this one's dropping a little later in the week than we would have liked, but you know, life gets busy and uh, you'll still have about 24 to 36 hours before Saturday to hear us give our predictions for this coming weekend. We got a lot of big games. We're going to recap last week. We're going to give some predictions for this week. We're going to be talking about what the heck's going on with Clemson football. And we're also going to ask, has NIL unintentionally released a new curse upon college football? This is Let Them Eat Takes. Welcome to Let the Meat Take Sports Podcast for the Outrage Era. I'm here with Scott and John and Justin, and I am Jonathan. And we just had glad, glad to know there's a, there's still a Justin on this show and not two Jonathans. I don't know. Job the awkward is Jonathan. Right? Get you to legally change your name to Jonathan Two. Jonathan Two Point J Two. It's my rap name. Um, two J Two Jurious. I did have a, I did, when I made my handle, my social media handle, J Dunk, I did uh, expect some hip hop artist or someone somewhere to try to buy it from me. So I hopped on the Twitter train pretty early. That didn't happen, but on Instagram, it almost happened with a wide receiver um, who played his college ball at Cal. And I think he went undrafted, but was trying to like build like a social media brand. And his name was Jordan Duncan, I believe. And so he wanted Jay Dunk and he wanted to buy it for me for like 20 bucks. And I Googled real quick and they were like, it's definitely against Instagram's terms of service. So you could get your account kind of deleted. But if you were going to do it, they usually go for about two to three hundred. Are you sure he didn't play for uh, Stony Brook or Stonebridge or whatever that college is or high school? <laughs> yeah. <been> talking about. <laughs> oh, uh, Bishop. Was it? Yeah. 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 Bishop, uh, whatever. Where Mantateo. Sycamore. Yeah. Yeah. Bishop Sycamore. Sycamore. Bishop Seymour. It's easy to remember because the initials are BS. <laughs> yep. Gosh, that's Love hilarious. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we had that. a we had a weekend of the, the of college football that was a lot of fun, in my opinion. I got to watch, hung out with my friends who are big Auburn fans, and so I Ooh, sat there on the couch what? as Auburn produced <laughs> a really <laughs> crappy game against Georgia State. <laughs> Oh man, it was great. And like most Auburn fans, they are Braves fans and live in Metro Atlanta. Yes. Okay. And like to, a be, lot they, of... to be to be fair, they were Auburn fans their whole lives. It wasn't like they were indifferent, didn't get into a Georgia school, and then became an Auburn fan. Mm. Right. But in fairness, this whole time it was when they lived in Metro Atlanta wearing Braves hats, and they probably also didn't get into Georgia. <laughs> that is that is what I think of most Metro Atlanta Auburn people as. Oh, you tried to get in UGA, didn't quite work out. Whatever, but may hey, maybe you got a good civil engineering degree from Auburn. You know, maybe, maybe worked out. Well, they, they, I think they went to Stanford or not Stanford, Samford. <laughs> Same thing. The Same other thing. bizarro bulldogs, but this time Christian. Yeah. Yes, this time, Christian. Man, I don't. I applaud whoever is scheduling games for Georgia State. They seem to always get to play an SEC team that is trying to claw its way out of the dumpster. 
they're doing a great job on getting the most like name value on their schedule for just the least amount of actual on-field buck. <laughs> True. It is some a fantastic bark and bin shopping. <laughs> yeah. Well, Scotty, you want to take us through a recap? Yeah, let's do our quick college football recap. College football recap. Uh, Georgia at Vanderbilt. Stephen Godfrey, a Vandy fan, started an overrated chant after Georgia is held to a field goal up 55-0. to zero. <laughs> <laughs> This is... This was probably one of my favorite tweet reactions this week. Uh, I don't, Vanderbilt's so funny. It's it's hilarious. They're in the SEC, and their fans know how bad they are. Anytime they see like a, a major player in their conference have to sell for a field goal, yep, they're overrated. Those guys suck. They couldn't punch it in on us. Go home. <laughs> with, with all the backups in the fourth quarter. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, people were saying uh, it was the Tennessee fan. All right, but anyway, keep going because there was that one random uh, Tennessee fan in the game. Oh, there's always a random Tennessee or wow, Alabama what? fan everywhere. Alabama fans are everywhere. It's wild, man. I went to a San Jose Giants minor league game, saw a dude in an Alabama shirt. <laughs> anyway, uh, Oregon Arizona, very unmemorable game. So our recap tweet is from Sam uh, the Sam. Uh, it was just coolest duck game ever because it's a selfie with Outcast in the background. What? So this is a reminder that Big Boy's son is a running back at Oregon. I think he might be a walk on. I don't oh, know if he's I on scholarship or not. That is really cool. He, I don't think he plays a whole lot. He's young, so I don't know if that means much. But yeah, uh, the game was pretty uneventful. It looked um, like nobody else was there besides Outcast. Looking at this picture, yeah, it's not super crowded in the stands. He's giving the A-Town down sign, though, represent. You know it. Uh, Oklahoma, West Virginia. From Reddit College Football, Oklahoma tried the hardest to lose today, but West Virginia just wanted <laughs> to lose more. That is so accurate. Oh, That game was hard. To, I had that one on mute while we were just kind of hanging out. And, yeah, it was just no bueno. Yeah, I, I caught just the very end of it when... Oklahoma had a late drive for a game-winning field goal. And Spencer Rattler looked fine on that drive. And it's like, hey, why why is he not consistent enough to just be like this all the time? Like the previous Oklahoma quarterbacks. You can you can talk to the dumb fan contingent that would say it's because he's vegan. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, you can check me on this, but I'm pretty sure he's vegan. And he had like a sponsorship with some sort of vegan product or something. I know he advertises for some vegan product or products. I don't know if he's actually vegan or not, but he might be. If this anyway, protein, he needs protein he could, for his brain. He could, he could run harder if he just re- ate some red meat. He needs some protein. Protein. Who's his backup? Is it Caleb Williams? Didn't he? Did he yes. go to Oklahoma? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. heard fans were calling for him. Yeah, that's not a game. not a great not yes. a great look. Yeah. The true freshman kid who's never done anything. Yeah, and if the NFL has taught us anything this year, it's you can definitely throw in first-year players at quarterback, oof, and they will oof. succeed right away. Oof. Yeah, and if anything, the game will just come really slowly to them, and they won't have a problem adjusting. Yep. I ran the quadruple option in high school. You guys just want me to 
pitch, run, or pass. That's awesome. You must be thinking of Trevor Lawrence throwing an interception on a flea flicker. Did he do that? I, I'm, th- yes. I'm thinking of all of them rookie <laughs> quarterbacks. He was like falling backwards while throwing. It's like, like everyone would say, do not throw that ball. But you know he is. I did think it was funny in my fantasy league. There were there were people who were picking up guys like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields before some of your less exciting, but definitely more established players in the league. Oh sure, that's always gonna happen. Like no one ever, no one ever wants to draft Matt Ryan, but he's always like a. Sorry, I don't want to make this podcast about defending Matt Ryan's. What are like, we doing? Goodness, not greatness, but goodness. Yeah. Anyway, Iowa and Colorado State. Um, our recap is from the Yahoo Sports College Football account, which is just <laughs> Colorado State fourteen, Iowa seven, uh, with twenty four seconds left of the first half. Doesn't really matter how it ended up. Colorado State, I think, lost to Vanderbilt pretty badly. Colorado mm-hmm. State's not good. And it's just a clip of uh, Adazio, now the coach of Colorado State, formerly of Boston College, in his famous little clip where he says, just guys being dudes. Just some guys so, being dudes. Guys being dudes. <laughs> not players, um, guys and dudes. Uh, Arkansas played oil money on Saturday. And from <laughs> EDSBS... Traylon Burks pushed off on that long touchdown, and no one cares because offensive pass interference is cool as hell. <laughs> was it that that um that uh, it was sort of like a play action pass? Which I'm trying to remember. I actually watched yeah, a decent the, amount the long game. one, the long one down the right sideline. Yeah, I didn't catch. I didn't catch the push off. I, I, tra- I didn't either. That's the point of this. Best reply <laughs> the best reply to that tweet is scared money don't make money. <laughs> you know it. Man, the hogs, um, the pit boss came and took what yeah. was his. Yeah, he is there now the rulers of West Arkansas. Yeah, I saw that. They call it in Texas West Arkansas. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, Clemson at NC State. Eesh. And our tweet is, Clemson defensive tackle Brian Brissy will miss the rest of the season with a torn ACL. Oh, man. Uh, Ohio Bummer. State. Who did Ohio State even play? I don't even remember. Ohio State played some nobody. But we have here from uh, Bully Ball, Kayvon Pope just topped Cardale Jones for quote, most iconic tweet by by an Ohio State football player, which this is like the holy grail of sports tweeting because y'all may remember that Cardell <laughs> Jones tweeted, I ain't come here to play school, which is an all-time great. <laughs> I and ain't come here to play what? School. I ain't come here to play school. Oh, and, God. Uh, K- Kayvon Pope tweeting from the locker room during the game after he got mad, took his gloves off, threw them in the stand, and walked off the field, goes into the locker room, gets his phone, and tweets, uh, Fooch, Ohio State. <laughs> you mean F-U-C-C, Ohio State. Yes. It's like a Fooch juicy, uh, it's like a juicy, thick version of the F word. You know, it's got is more. Is that like an edgy F word? Like, is that a yeah. Gen Z F word? Yes. That's like how they spell suck with two C's instead of an, a C-K. More mm. thick with two C's. I feel you. It's it's a Gen Z thing. Yeah. 
Um, Florida Tennessee recap from Message Board Geniuses. Uh, Tennessee fans have determined that SEC officials need to be investigated. Georgia State got screwed by a bad call late in the Auburn game. A legit bad call. Last week, Penn State got screwed on a third down and made to punt. Another very screwed up call. In our game tonight, pass interference calls not being called when it was obvious it was pass interference. Are these refs gambling? Okay, up a, a Uncalled pass interference is not the same as actually blowing, like counting to four late in the game in a close game. Missing a PI when you lose by like three or four touchdowns, not the same thing, people. Um, Notre Dame, <laughs> Notre Dame and Wisconsin, a neutral ish field in Chicago where it's all Notre Dame people. Right. Uh, Reddit college football. Graham Mertz has thrown more touchdowns to Notre Dame players than to Badgers. That's Eesh. that's actually a real stat. Yes, that is not a joke. This is not a drill, ladies and gentlemen. He's got more pick sixes uh, than touchdown passes this season. Yeah, and in that game as well, in general. It, not yeah. just, he's not a lot of interceptions. More pick sixes. <laughs> yes. That's insane. It's yeah. funny. It's, didn't the Dutter Dame's quarterback transferred from Wisconsin, so he's also thrown some touchdowns to some Badgers and to some Irishmen. <laughs> That is correct. Wow. I want to see a Venn diagram representation of that. Let's see who has. I, th- I think he left because he lost the starting job to this guy, too. Just Ooh. to really make everything Ooh. full circle there. Ooh. Um, Iowa State recap against Baylor from the Smoking Musket. Iowa State is a great case study in why you should never have hope or expectations as a fan. Man, ain't that the truth? If I remember correctly, they lost by a couple points. But yes, didn't they have like Baylor. a bajillion more yards to ba- than Baylor. Like uh, I think Baylor I won think the so. game with like less than three hundred yards. Yes, of offense. Yes. So like, I guess we're. I didn't look, but I guess they're kicking field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal. The Falcons way, baby. Oh man, I think they kicked a ton of field goals. I think there was like a. A return touchdown in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. That kind of good. stuff. <laughs> the usual kind of nonsense, right? Yeah. Uh, one, two, three. Only three field goals, so not as okay. bad as I thought. But uh, Baylor did have a, a 98-yard kickoff return. So it doesn't show up in the, the yardage stats. But anyway, um, Michigan and Rutgers... From Scott Bell, Michigan beat Rutgers 20-13. Nothing about the game was even remotely enjoyable, and I hate myself for being completely dialed in to every single snap <laughs> of the game. Can't wait to do it all again next Saturday. Go Blue. <laughs> Man. Now that's a, that's a, a relationship that is bordering on abusive right there. Yep. Now, a lot of people were heading that game. I know it was sort of a trendy take to say maybe Michigan's actually underrated this year. They've been rushing for a lot of yards and their defense is good. Maybe like we should be paying more attention to Michigan. But you know, as we all know, Michigan gonna Michigan. And Jim Harbaugh's gonna go fish again. Oh. Sorry, I had to make I had to finish the rhyme. I don't... Uh, North Carolina and Georgia Tech <laughs> from <laughs> West Blankenship. Oof. Georgia Tech played like a couple more free home games at Mercedes-Benz Stadium were on the line. That game was at Mercedes-Benz for some reason. I don't even remember why. But 
Probably for some branding energy or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, and the recap of the Georgia State game that we don't want to forget, which is from uh, Nathan King at, at 247. And the summary of the game is Auburn fires first year wide receiver coach Cornelius Williams. Wait, did that really happen? Yes, they fired him day of. That is how the game went. They are pretending just, he is the problem. I'm, that's he, what I'm saying. He is like, the reason that they call, you know, that Bo Nix checks to a fade route to lose the game, right? No, uh, that's just. That's bad. I mean, there might be I mean, I give, I give Harson some points, some for benching a three year starter and like legacy, like Bo Nix, because I guess his dad and his granddad and his grand, they all play football. Everybody play football. So I get, you know, it takes a lot to bench somebody like that. But then you turn around and do this. I mean, it is the Auburn way to fire somebody to satiate the cries for blood from the stands. But uh, as it is in a lot of places in college football, it's not just an Auburn Mm -hmm. thing. But, and like everybody on the staff is new. Like, right. The weird part about it, right? Yeah. It's a first year coach. That was just hired by Harson. He was at Troy for the previous six years, so it's not like this was a holdover guy. That was like somebody else's coach that Harson just sort of inherited on this staff. That kind of thing, right? This was his guy that he just brought in. So it feels like somebody's dad went to somebody and was like, "Listen, Bo can make the pass. Those receivers just run the right routes. They're not coached up well enough." They got that boy from Georgia. Why ain't he going out there getting 300 yards past 300 yards catching a game? <laughs> I have no idea that's what happened. I'm just being stupid. By the way, Georgia Tech did win that game, we should say, by against North Carolina. A right? substantial amount. Yeah. They, yeah. It, North Carolina may have lost that game. North Carolina may just be like actual bad. But yeah, they had a lot of preseason hype. It's, it's so hard to gauge the ACC this year of all years. We always like. I think everyone expected Clemson to just kind of take names and kick butt and whatever. That's clearly not happening. But who knows who's going to win the conference at this point? It could be, could be Virginia, could be Virginia Tech. I don't know. Maybe Georgia Tech has a shot. Like, so I don't... right now, the it's. I'm glad you mentioned this. The odds to win the conference uh, per FPI, which is when it is ESPN sort of analytical thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Clemson's still the favorite with about a 30% chance to win the conference. NC State with about 25%, and then Pitt with about 20%. Oh, so those are Pitt. those are kind of your front runners right now <sighs> to win the conference per FPI. Are any of those playoff teams, Scott? No, not a chance. <laughs> RIP ACC in the playoffs this year. Yeah, they might not. I'm, Oregon's looking their looking their chops. Y'all, I had to, um, I had to go on to what are what is uh, Clemson's SB Nation website? Is it Rocking the Southland, something like that? I don't know, Rubbing the Rock, Rubbing the Rock. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah hate so, that. I, so I went. <laughs> is that to, what it is? I'm just like guessing. I, I, it might be that. I just, I really hate that. Here, I'll, I'll look at it real quick. <laughs> I had to grab some screen grabs the morning after the game because the epic meltdowns. Uh, oh, I was so close. Rubbing the Rock is the Clemson fan-sided website. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably just so, as you know. bad. 
They they really have it out for Tony Elliott right now. I grabbed this screenshot. Tony Elliott makes two million a year, two hundred fourteen total offensive yards that game versus one of the worst defenses in the country. That's one hundred six hundred sixty six thousand six hundred sixty six dollars and sixty seven cents per game. That's we paid that ass hat seven hundred and seventy eight dollars and eighty one cents per yard. Leave his ass at Carter Finley. He can Uber home. <laughs> Love it. Let it not be said that he did not do math. He did some math. He did math. some math. That roast. It also, seems like- what it's worth is NC State like actually one of the worst defenses? No, I don't think that's true. I don't think so either. They're definitely we'll not let that elite. get in the way of of complaints, but <laughs> seems like it's general consensus that if it's not Tony Elliott that gets fired, or some Clemson fans who are or even screaming for Davo's head. And for him to get replaced by Brent Venables, which is, you know, that's maybe a little bit extreme. Brent um, Venables. But they all seem to agree that Papa Dabo has maybe gotten a little soft and complacent. Papa since- Dabo. I hate that too. Um, okay, so I had to look it up. Per SP Plus, uh, NC State is number 15 on defense. Okay, so, so that's not bad. Yeah, like that's actually a a pretty solid, pretty good defense. Yeah, but and to to that fan site's point. Yeah, to that fan site's credit, there one of the replies to that comment was says he 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 quoted one of the worst defenses in the country. Says no one that knows anything about college football. So there was some there was some voices of reason in there, but uh, nobody's happy. They're not happy up in yet. South Carolina in Death Valley. Um. Yeah, they got a lot of problems going on right now. I'll be curious to see if this season changes how Abo does things and how they recruit and yeah. use the transfer portal. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, that does look like Clemson. Of course, when I watch, we talked about this a lot already, and you've mentioned, Scott, that having elite offensive linemen has never been part of Clemson's strategy. But man, they look—they're looking rough out there. Because I know some some people. I don't think DJ Uangale has lived up to expectations at all. But when I watch him play out there, I—I I don't really see him getting a lot of help from anybody. Least of all his offensive line. Oh yeah, least of all. Um, He—he's not getting any help from the offensive line. I think uh, there's a case to be made that this offensive line is worse than the ones they've had in recent years. But also used to have a quarterback that could run and take a little pressure off the offensive line. Right, and he doesn't seem to be quite the runner that Trevor Lawrence was. No, he's really not a runner, and for some reason a lot of people think he's a runner, and I don't get it. Like, I think I know why. It's just so dumb. I mean, he ran like a five-second <laughs> flat 40. I'm just going to, here's his observation I've made about college football fans. And I think m- probably most people have been guilty of this. Um, maybe myself, glue, but anytime we see a non white quarterback, I think we think, oh, they're a running quarterback. Oh, you know, I see. They, I could, see. they could be, you know, was. Yeah, but like, that's not always the case. Oh, no, 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 no. 
I mean, that was, I remember when people felt that way about Donovan McNabb in the NFL. And he really wasn't a runner. He was really was a passer. Thrower. Yeah. But Donovan McNabb could at least run, right? Well, he was, he wasn't a statue. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have some quarterbacks that can run and choose not to like rush for a bunch of yards, but they use their mobility to like move around and buy time to hit big pass plays. And especially as that McNabb got older. Comes to mind, yeah. yeah. As McNabb got older, he did that a lot. And even like Russell Wilson, right? Yep. Who legit run. can run, run, runs and rolls out to buy time to hit somebody deep. So you can have that kind of stuff. But DJ's just not a guy that can run. He's he's big and physical, so like sure you could run him on like quarterback power on whatever in short, right? Like if you want to have mm-hmm. him be your short yardage like Tebow style fullback person, but he's just not somebody you build a run game around. So, and some of the issues have been him. Like his accuracy has been pretty rough, and Mm -hmm. his like footwork has just not looked comfortable in the pocket. Like he Mm -hmm. may have been broken in that opening game. (laughs) I mean, I must break you. You get sacked by. Those big, big jammers. You get sacked by everybody in the Georgia front seven. Seven sacks, one for each person in the front seven. I had a sack that game too. <laughs> I got in on the action. Yeah, that might that might mess up mess you up from a sports psychology standpoint. I'm wondering if after this year we're going to be talking about is there a Dr Pepper curse in college football akin to there being a Madden curse because DGA Yongle is the Dr Pe- Dr Dr. Pepper, the Dr. Pepper spokesperson. And it, that seems like one of those. Uh, and of course, maybe people are going to want to ask questions like, should some of these companies maybe look to see what these players actually are before they give them sponsorships? And That's deals? their fault. If they want to go ahead and sponsor them, I don't feel better than them. Because we're going to see yeah, DJ. I... Oh, go ahead. I'll say, I think part of it is um, if you're going with like a big name quarterback at a big time school. And you know he's going to be the starter, even if he's not that good. Kind of still get your investment back, I think. Yes, you do. I guess so. I'm just going to feel bad for the kid every time I see him on a Dr. Pepper ad this year when Clemson finishes like nine and three, and they're hoping to get into the Sun Bowl or whatever. This <laughs> they won't fall all the they're way to the Sun Bowl. That, yeah. By the way, nine and three is their actual predicted record right now. Nine, I think they would take nine and three. Yeah, I would if I were a close fan. You just lost your best player on defense to an injury. Um, did they lose someone on offense in that game? Will Shipley got hurt. He's not out for the year, but I think he's going to miss a little bit of time. <clears throat> yeah, you're so. not. It ain't good. You, know, you got to rub oh. that rock a little bit harder, Clemson. Um, okay, so to finish up college football, let me give you my little, my little rapid fire previews of this weekend and you guys tell me who you like in these games there are a lot of really good games this weekend really game of palooza yeah i'm looking at thursday friday um i mean iowa at maryland number five iowa at maryland i was only favored by four points i was weirdly not actually that good so there's a it's at yeah it's at Maryland. There's probably a good chance. That's a Friday night game. There's probably a good chance of Maryland pulling the upset. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, okay, Iowa beat Indiana, right, and Iowa State to start the season. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out Indiana's not so great. Iowa State, you know, really not that great. Just lost to Baylor. Right. Uh, Iowa came from behind to beat Colorado State this last week, who's legit bad. They're like, no really, point really bad. Yeah. So Iowa is this weird 4 and 0 team where like they are probably not one of the 25 best teams or they might not be one of the 25 best teams in the country and they're 4 and 0 and they're 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 number 5. <laughs> yeah. Um they might be the 15th or 20th best team in the country, maybe. That's kind of about as high as you can go based on how they've actually played. Mhm. Um Saturday game day is in Athens, Georgia, where we all knew that when we looked at the schedule, Georgia-Arkansas was going to be a top 10 matchup, right? Yep. That's the classic game day noon kickoff. Yes. Which apparently, I was like, I was like, how are they going to do that? But apparently they just did it this past weekend, too. Yeah, I think things have not shaked up the way they thought they would. I I think they might have been considering going to, if I were... uh, I don't know. I'm just, you know, guessing they might have been considering going to Bama or Ole Miss or maybe even Cincinnati, Notre Dame. But I think they really wanted. Well, they could go to CBS snatched one and NBC always has the other. Right. True. Well, and so you have like the CBS ESPN SEC scheduling thing, right? That always happens. And uh, the problem was that for this week. You had you have to make the decisions a little bit in advance, right? Right. But so they had the Arkansas Georgia game and Ole Miss Alabama. And then you have Florida and Kentucky and Mississippi State and A&M. And they were sort of having to guess what they thought was going to happen. And I guess they decided they thought A&M would beat Arkansas. And I don't know. They wanted to give Florida and Kentucky a more prime slot or something. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually on, um, I was actually on campus Friday last week to go, uh, surprise my wife at work. And I saw some people walking around with some cameras collecting B roll. And I'm wondering now if that was game day. So the decision might've been made probably made before then. Um, I wonder if they just get B roll at multiple places. It would be hard to do. Um, so Georgia's uh, favored by 19 points. Ooh, that seems kind of high. Yeah. yeah. A top 10 matchup favored by almost three touchdowns. Shows how much how much everybody knows this year about how anything's going to shake out. The point total is only 49. I I'll, I'll go over on the point total of the game. I, I'll say this. Um, let's see. I mean, Arkansas is just off of scoring 20 points and a good win against Texas A&M, right? Mm-hmm. Arkansas is a better defensive team than an offensive team. It's hard to see Arkansas scoring a lot of points in this game. Yeah, they're not going to. They've won also, those games we, closely. We also know that Texas A&M has struggled heavily on offense this year, so their defensive performance against them like it was good but well then they beat well they beat texas and texas scored 70 points this past weekend 
Yeah, that was a a weird, wild game from Texas and Texas Tech. (laughs) That might be uh, a story about how bad Texas Tech's defense is. Oh, yeah. In part. Hey, remember when I said, hey, they got a top 15 defense according to FPI or whatever. Yeah, that was your hot take. That was your hot take. Hopefully no one made any bets based on that, but yeah. you lost people some money. Yeah. I'll be <laughs> so I'll I'll be at this Georgia Arkansas game representing the podcast. Um, oh yeah, I'll, you're going to it? Yeah. Heck yeah. So you're gonna go to game day with the JT Daniels sign? Man, man, I don't know. Like I've done the game day thing. It's like it's a, it's, it's really not that fun thing. in my opinion. You can't hear Desmond and Kirk Herb Street and the gang talk. Some people might say that's a blessing. But Can you like, hear Lee Corso when he starts yelling expletives? <laughs> Sadly, no. The The worst parts is there's these parts that are on TV, or excuse me, that are at the event they don't televise, and some weird stuff happens during that. Like, they brought... So I was at game day the last time they came to Athens for the Notre Dame game in 2019, oh, and yeah. they brought Lick, Ric Flair up there, Nature Boy Ric Flair. Yeah. And um, I don't know if his earpiece was gone or if he was just having, like... A concussion dementia moment, but he just kept on going. Woo! Woo! Hey, Rick Flair, how do you think Georgia's defense going to play? Woo! That's kind of a shtick, though, right? Yeah, it was just it was just awkward and weird. Like he didn't seem like he knew what was going on. (laughs) Like you're only like in your sixties or seventies. Like Lee Corso is almost ninety, and he seems to have a better grip on reality right now. I just yeah. Yeah, so I'll take I'll take Georgia by ten points. I think Georgia I think points is too many. Yeah, um, I, at this point, I would not put money on Georgia to cover. That just seems like a big, big spread. Yeah. I think Georgia can take control of this game, but I think Arkansas is going to be always trying to. We'll be fighting back to the very end, and they'll they'll keep it interesting. Yep. Can't I can't wait to no matter what happens, Georgia will get any won't get any credit for winning. And the fans will be mad no matter what. Yes. It's How do we true. only beat Arkansas by 14 points at home? We only beat them by 28 points, but, man, JT just couldn't throw the ball. He had, like, 250 yards passing. doesn't matter. I'll be um, sitting with the old folks, I think, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to hear a lot of people say, why don't we just line it up in the eye and run it down their throats? Um, yeah. Okay, moving on. Uh, Michigan undefeated at Wisconsin. Wisconsin, for some reason, is favored by one point, but I feel like they have two losses now, right? That's your big nude kickoff. Yeah, buddy. Um, uh, is there any reason Wisconsin should be favored at all? It's kind of a toss up because it's only one point favorite. The Big so. Ten, who freaking knows what's going on? It, it, it's at Wisconsin, so that always helps things a little bit, and also. The best team that Michigan's beaten is maybe Rutgers, who they Ooh. beat twenty to thirteen. Ooh, that's no bueno. No wonder. So makes that's, sense. That's contributing a lot to their record. Yeah. Let's see here. Pitt at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's high off a win. Pitt's one of those teams that I never know how good or bad Pitt is as a team. They're like yep, that's like their whole deal. They're like a dice roll. Like you just kind of roll the dice, and you might land on, like, uh, like if you're thinking D and D terms, a critical fail, <laughs> or it might just be like a, a, cri- a critical hit, critical success. Yeah, some, sometimes you just roll a pit twenty and you're toast. Yep, and you lose. Roll a pit twenty. A pit twenty mm-hmm. at Georgia Tech. 
Um, I'll take I'll take the um. Who, who who are they? The Cougars, Pit Cougars, Lions, Panthers, Panthers. Panthers. I'll Panthers? take the Panthers. I will take the Panthers. They're favored by three and a half points. Uh, I'll take them by ten. All these games suck. Uh, where are the good ones? Here we go. Cincy at Notre Dame. Number seven, Cincy at number nine, Notre Dame. Cincinnati is favored by two and a half points. That it's worth <clears throat> noting that the the other big ranked matchups, Arkansas at Georgia, Ole Miss at Bama, those lines are like multiple touchdowns. The Cincinnati Notre Dame one is the one that's actually expected to be close. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um I Cincinnati kinda kind of struggle. They Notre struggle Dame to at least cover and win two and a half. But that's, that's hard. I don't know that I don't know that Notre Dame is any good this year. They have not they haven't looked good in a single game they've played. I know well, they ended up with a big final number. Deceptive score yesterday. Against Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, because Wisconsin threw multiple pick sixes late in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Notre Dame hasn't like really whooped anybody. The best they've done is just continually barely be winning against teams that, you know, a lot of teams that aren't that good. Uh, they almost lost to Florida State. It wasn't that long ago, right? They narrowly sure. beat Toledo at home by three points because Toledo blew it. You just talked me into taking the three and a half points. I mean, right now, Cincinnati kind of feels like a better team. They feel like a better team to me. They they also had a, cl- a kind of a tight ball game. Well, it was, it was tight for a little bit with Indiana. Um, they were on the yeah. road then. Kevin so. looks great either, right? But they... I mean, well, Ritter... We'll, we'll see... What they do against a a real team, quote unquote. I'll I'll take Cincinnati by three. Well, that's what you can get it for. All right. Um, <laughs> Wait, I didn't. That's that was the line. Three and a half. Uh, I'll take Cincinnati by twenty. <laughs> <laughs> not only will they win, they I'm not actually putting points. money on these games, so I can say whatever I want. Right. I want you to release your own lines every week, Justin. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Um. All right, the CBS game. This is the game I'm probably most excited about. Ole Miss at Alabama. Um, Ole Miss's quarterback is on the Heisman shortlist, Matt Corral. Mm-hmm. They just score shitloads of points all the time. Um, yep. Alabama is favored by 15.5 points. And I said, man, I bet the point total for this game is very high. I was right. It is 76.5. Sounds right. <laughs> Almost eighty. <laughs> Man, I would love Ole Miss to win this game. Oh, I would love it so much. You want Lane Kiffin to be the first to save an assistant to beat him? I don't care about I, all that. I just <laughs> I, mean, I want on deciding whether or not I want Ole Miss to win this game. Serious question: Would you rather play Ole Miss or Alabama in the SEC championship game this year? Ole Miss. If for no other reason that players and coaches alike don't have that, like, oh, God, here we go again with Bama thing in their brain. A psychological, I, like... I think I would rather play Bama. <sighs> I think I'm in that boat, too, because 
Why? Because they're because Ole Miss is too explosive of an offense. Well, so yeah, one Ole Miss offense is legit scary explosive. The kind of offense where they could be the worst team and just be so good at offense that it's a coin flip of a game, even if you're clearly better overall. Yeah. Um, two, I don't think our coaches and players are scared of Bama. I think our fans no, might have Bama PTSD and here we go again, but I don't think the yeah, players or coaches have any of that. And also, if you lose, if we lose to a, a Bama, like undefeated or one loss Bama in the SEC championship game, we're still yeah, in the playoff. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that's, a good point. that's a good point. You lose to Ole Miss, and then now we're 12 and 1. Bama's 12 and 1, and they got to flip a coin for who gets in the playoff. They're going to take Bama. And then they they're going to take Bama because they're Bama. And it doesn't matter that we would have been better than them in this hypothetical scenario. Bama gets in. I could tell you how that, if that was a literal coin toss, this is how it would go. They'd say, all right. Two headed head, coin. Heads. <laughs> I was, yeah, basically. Heads Alabama. <laughs> they, both, they both say Not roll. Twitter. One side says roll, one side says tied. I feel like Bama's definitely, even though this is a really good team, they're definitely more inexperienced than Bama teams were accustomed to seeing. So, Watch this game be like 49-3 to Alabama. No, I'm expecting a repeat of last year's matchup where they both ran the score up on each other, but Bama rolled the score up just because I'm... I know Ole Miss is really elite on the offensive side of the ball. They've been just okay on defense. I will say just okay on defense is much, much better than they were last year. True. Bama is also like better than okay on defense, but definitely vulnerable. Yeah. I'm excited about this game. Um, I think the last game worth mentioning is probably... I think that's it. I don't see any others. You didn't want to talk about um, Coastal Carolina and ULM? No. The Chante Clays. Oh, wait, Auburn's, play. Auburn's playing LSU at yeah, a late night. Cares. They are playing at 9 p.m. <clears throat> Number 22, Auburn at LSU. Man, Penn State is ranked fourth right now, and I'm. What's the rest of their schedule looking like? Mm-hmm. They still have to play Ohio State mm-hmm. and Michigan State and Michigan. So lots of games, and they have a lot of games like Iowa, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan State, where it's teams that are not like absolute world beaters, but teams that also kind of just good enough to give them a game or or win a game if they like don't play well it's penn state but i'm just looking at their schedule and thinking oh my gosh i don't i don't think penn state is good like they're fine i don't think they're great but i could see them being maybe this year they could be taking notre dame's spot in the playoffs (laughs) as that team everybody knows is an elite but shows up and is going to get pounded Mm -hmm. i don't think they'll have the record for that you don't think so? No, I don't see them going undefeated or having just one loss. Okay, so um, let's shift gears very quickly. Very quickly. 
Um, anything of note with the NFL or baseball? Um, I see here, I, I posted a really, what I thought was a really stupid ass take from Jeff Schultz, which, which I posted. What else is new? Did this? Yeah. The, the sun came up this morning. Yeah. He said, NFL announces, so the NFL announces is going to be a, they're going to schedule a wild card game on a Monday night. And then he puts in parentheses, $3 signs, effectively meaning the winner will play its 19th game of the season on a short week. Do I have that right? Could the league possibly care about the health and safety of the players less? The reason I thought it was a stupid ass take is like, of course the league wants to make money. Like what, what, like why are people so surprised about this? Seems obvious to me. Yep. I mean, um, that's just kind of the that's kind of the cool the cool take to have on Twitter is I care about the players' health and safety. Yeah, I thought, yeah, that that tweet was totally like, "Hey guys, I care about the health." Not to say that there aren't any concerns about whether or not adding extra games to the season is going to you know take months or years off the life of an average NFL player. But my advice to you, let's pretend for some reason my son was a really talented athlete. My advice would be. Don't play football. <laughs> if I was caring about his health and safety, play something else. Yeah, but, play baseball or golf. Baseball with that guaranteed money. Yeah, you'd be like Will Smith where you just walk the bases loaded just to feel alive every time you come out there. Uh, <laughs> and the worst part is, he got out of it. So then Snickers sees that as like, oh, I'm building his confidence. He gets right out of the it. Playoffs. Way, he gets out of it at a really high rate. The problem is just like stop putting yourself in that situation. I'm going to the the Phillies game this Thursday evening. Oof. Which is like the oh, last Ky- game. Kyrie played. Irving is no showing at his media appointment, by the way. In case anybody's keeping up with NBA stuff. Why is Kyrie? That? Uh because Kyrie Irving thinks that vaccines are a plot to implant um microchips into people to connect them to a computer that's being run to further Satan's plan to annihilate people. Hey, at least he doesn't think that's going to make your testicles explode. I can't, I'm surprised he thinks people are coordinated enough to do this. I'm surprised that he like thinks that that would be how somebody would do that when he's just tweeting from his phone all the time. Like, you're always tracked. Your phone is they always already on you. tracking you, yeah. yeah. And they're listening to you probably, too. Oh, it's like an episode of The Twilight Zone. They were tracking you the whole time, and you just didn't know. Imagine if you will. I do have weird. I do have what I believe could be a take that unites us. In these troubling times, when the bonds we all share are threatened to be torn asunder by the quick takes, the hot takes, the medium rare takes, and the takes that are doomed to be deleted on Twitter tomorrow. We need a sports take to bring us back together. Now more than ever, these are the takes that unite us. So, last season, uh, the Braves traded for Mark Melanson, and he was very good for us, because he's a pretty good reliever. At the end of the season, we liked, we would have liked, he was out of contract, we would have liked to have re-signed him, but he said, no, I don't know how to play for you guys. I'm going to go back to West Coast, where I pitch. And he signed with the San Diego Padres. So <laughs> the Braves went to San Diego this week. San Diego needing to not lose or get swept since they were um, in order to make the playoffs. And Braves swept that ass. 
uh, Mark Melanson was on the hill a couple times. And was he on the hill when they when they blew? Did they blow? Did he blow the save that made it happen? I think he might have been. Um, but long story short, the Braves uh, eliminated San Diego Padres uh, from playoff baseball. <laughs> yeah, uh, a guy on Twitter named Jeff M Donahue tweeted. If you ask me, Mark Melanson is a genius. He took more money to play less baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Galaxy He's brain. big classy, Mark Melanson. Uh, he said he can... <laughs> I always like reading the, the replies of these of these uh, tweets. And um, there's people talking about fake lawns in San Diego. Is that a thing? Uh. I would imagine like, where did they what, what do they mean by fake? I think fake. I don't know. All he said is like he can sell a lot more fake lawns in San Diego. I mean, it is true that you actually in California see more people with like AstroTurf grass for their little yards and don't even bother growing real grass. As someone oh, who weird. hates the little like hills the, in or my like yard. the rock sculpture or not like the rock architecture stuff, you know, like Japanese rock gardens. Yeah. I hate mowing my grass because it's... All right, gentlemen. I got got a hard out at now o'clock. All right. (laughs) That's Scotty out. Your son is going, where the heck are you? You're done. Man, it looks like his his little little clock turned green and he's sitting there pointing at the clock being like, it's time to get up. It's time to get up. (laughs) (laughs) He will not stop yelling. This kid knows what's up. All right. Yep. All right, y'all. Take care. Thanks again for listening to our show. We mostly do this just to hang out and talk about sports and have a good laugh. But uh, it's it's really cool when people say they've been listening to the show and they like it. So, yeah, we're just really thankful for that. Uh, just a friendly reminder, we are on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at LTET Podcast. That's L-T-E-T Podcast. And, uh, you know, we we post memes and some other fun stuff. And sometimes we get some attention on social media and sometimes it's just crickets. But, uh, yeah, we just we love to be there. We have some extra content there, I guess. Um, yeah. So check us out and um, have fun this weekend. Bye. <laughs>